Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Today's interview is with Trinity member Anya, who works full-time in a stressful job alongside raising her five-year-old daughter. Before she joined us, she was in her early 40s, the weight was piling on and none of the diets she'd tried in the past seemed to be working anymore. And as Anya will reveal in today's podcast, she felt like she was becoming old before her time, but was sceptical she could do anything about it and maybe it was just part of getting older. However, since joining Trinity, Anya's turned all that around. She's lost around a stone, but more than that, her body has changed beyond all recognition. She's now feeling far stronger and more toned. She's there for her daughter and can pick her up. She's far more confident with her husband and even wore a bikini on a recent beach holiday without worrying about how she looked. In today's episode, Anya shares the candid truth about how she achieved all of that despite a number of challenges and setbacks along the way. And her story is really inspiring. So without further ado, Let's get straight into today's episode. So I'm here today with Trinity member Anya. Now, Anya, I know you've seen some great results over the last year, despite loads of challenges being thrown your way from things like having COVID. Uh, I know you had a lot of dental work and things like that which is real life. So I want to talk today about real life, real life challenges. And as I said, you've seen great results despite those. But first, I want to kind of rewind a little bit and find out a bit more about you when you started and where you were kind of before you started, because I think that's very relatable for a lot of people. So first things first, Anya, thank you for joining me. Where were, for someone listening, first of all, in fact, give them a bit of context. If someone said, who's Anya, what would you say? Like, how would you describe yourself and your current situation at the moment sure um yeah nice to be on the podcast um so my um i'm 41 years old um i'm uh, the mom of uh, a little daughter well she's five turning six i'm a full-time working mom um in a very busy job i actually work in uh, support making chocolate <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um I'm, I'm a supply manager and um, I, when i turned 40 so this was about a year ago one and a half years ago um and this was also during uh, lockdowns and homeschooling. I was really at my lowest mentally and highest um, weight physically. Um, and it was a really time where I felt like, oh my God, I'm 40 now and it's just gonna go downhill from now. I just have to accept that the, I can't change this. Um, the weight will just creep up. I'll, I'll have the same body shape like my grandmother's and um, there's basically no hope and then um, when I saw the, the advertising for, for Trinity, I think it really rang a bell in terms of, I think you did something around standing in front of a wardrobe um, yeah. and basically talking through um, having to, you, you know, you either adapt um, and just accept that you have to change everything um, um, or you, you do something yourself. And I, for me, it was really a, I'm not quite sure I believe this. It sounds too good to be true. Um, uh, but I may as well give it one last shot. Um, and for me, this was really the mindset when I joined. Um, this is the last time I'm going to try to lose weight and it either works or it doesn't. We had no pressure for us then, but no, you've seen a great result. So I know at least we've been able to do that now, but what, had you tried stuff before then? Had you tried other programs or diets? Yes. So, I mean, since my teens, I've tried Weight Watchers on off. Um, I tried, um, what was it called? An online program called Noom, yeah. which I just felt like was starving me. Um, after maternity leave, um, I did HIIT training, like T25, which actually gave me really great results, but I was probably still related to breastfeeding and just 
you know, having actually not focusing on food so much, but just on, on exercise. And then since I started working again and, and with the increase in stress levels of, of, of you know, of looking after family and work, um, it just wasn't maintainable anymore to do this level of exercise. Um, and then obviously, because I never addressed my challenges with food and my mindset, um, was basically a halfway house that just fell <laughs> collapsed into it yeah obviously you're in a very busy job you're it's very stressful it's difficult and how how did you then end up feeling about yourself so you know at age 40-ish as you said before you joined you kind of your weight crept up and then we've gone through lockdown like how are you feeling about yourself at that point I felt really shit if I may say that that crass you're allowed to say that um, no, I was really, I felt like a, a, a middle-aged old woman that was basically just becoming invisible to myself because I didn't like to look at myself anymore in the mirror. I was avoiding them. Um, I, I was, I mean, fair enough, we were in lockdown as well, but, you know, I didn't enjoy going shopping anymore whenever I was trying new clothes on, even when they came through online. Uh, it was always a, a really negative experience, demotivating making me angry at myself, at the world, <laughs> um, frustrated. Um, and then that normally just led to either well, compensating <laughs> with eating. So it was like a really a vicious cycle. Um, and I also started feeling less, um, less strength. I'm obviously my daughter was, uh, is growing. And I just felt like, not necessarily out of breath, but I just felt like uh, things like lifting her, playing with her in a really you know, energetic way was being was becoming more difficult yeah um, like and then with the, the 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 work from home that was then imposed on all of us started feeling like problems with my shoulders with my back um, honestly I really felt like a very old woman <laughs> like oh my god that's it now <laughs> yeah so you obviously decided to change that which is amazing and not easy so you were a bit skeptical about it you said this is like my last shot right yes. and I think that's it's great to share that so honestly because everyone has skepticisms and I think it can sound too good to be true but let, let's see what you have achieved then so people can kind of get a feel for it um because as you know it's not like you're going to lose two stone in three weeks mm. but you have seen some great results so what's changed in your life since you joined Trinity then so in terms of key changes that I'm now doing um, exercise um, regularly so I really for me that's almost like a religious thing that I do so three times a week and um, I always thought I could only, you know, afford like 40, um, 25 minutes. Hence, I did T25. Yeah. And, and some of your, 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 your videos and your, your, your work, workouts are 45, 50 minutes. And I actually enjoy that. Um, I also um, do them first thing in the morning and I'm definitely not a morning person. So that's really like from a mindset change, what has really changed is of that's my time and I'll, I'll get it out of the way. And that has resulted in, so weight-wise, um, I've lost six kilograms. It was seven, sort of bounced back a bit at the moment, um, which probably is more in the lower end of the spectrum, what you can achieve. Um, but for me, I've seen a real difference in body shape. So um, everything feels tighter, more muscular. Um, I mean, there's still room to go, but, um, and I can't really nail it down to like um, um, a change in size because I haven't really been shopping yet, but everything just fits better, um, is looser or, or I, I can fit into them again without looking like, you know, a sausage in a dress or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
um, and from a mindset perspective, just feeling more, I wouldn't say in control, but more at ease with myself. So I definitely enjoy, I mean, I was on holidays um, last week and I actually enjoyed being at the beach, you know, in a bikini. <laughs> I never thought I would do that again. I didn't actually mind what I looked like if it was, you know, it was not perfect yet because I knew it was so much different than the, the year before and the years before. Um, just because there's now muscle, even if there's still some layers of fat, there's now muscle underneath. So it, it looks like, it, it, I definitely look shaped. Um, um, and I really enjoyed that. And I love that I have physical strength. You know, my daughter's nearly six years old, but I can lift her, I can... I mean, I can't carry her for a very long time, but if I need to, we can we can play very energetically or if she needs to be carried because she's tired, I can do that um, without having any worries about my back. <laughs> um, and that's, um, yeah, no, that, that's really amazing. I really feel like um, this sort of pessimism of, of hitting 40 and beyond has gone. Um, so much more in control of basically knowing that if I put the work in, I can get something back. Amazing. And I think there's so many bits I want to like pick out of that. Um, but the muscle thing's a great point. So I just want to come back to that one because, because you said, Oh, I've lost six kilos. It's not the most people have lost, which is true, but not everyone needs or wants to lose like four stone. Or, you know, seven stone is the seven and a half is the most anyone's lost in the program, but they started mm. at 17 stone. But when you lose six kilos on something like what we do, where we do the strength training, you might have lost eight kilos of fat and then gained two kilos of muscle. So that's why your body shape will change so much more. So you might, because I think a lot of people want to get back to like a weight they were when they were married or before they had children. Yeah. Right? And often they had a lot less muscle back then, even if they were younger, they probably had less muscle than now if they've done the program for a while like you have. So you probably notice a bigger change than you'd expect for six kilos loss I don't know if you've found that like do you think you 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 look quite different to how you'd expect for losing oh definitely kilos? and I think what um what has been a real eye-opener is how um your mind always tricks you and that you're not really achieving anything so Dave my coach has been really good at that but also you um um I took pictures which was very awkward at the beginning you know of myself from the different yeah. angles and then I almost religiously every four weeks um I'm having them retaken um by my partner and I'm putting them like next to each other and it is quite astonishing when you think like oh my god I have only lost x particularly in the first 12 weeks I felt like I was not making the huge change that I you know that that I was sort of thinking I should but when you look at the pictures in retrospect and even now I see that maybe the the scales have gone up slightly but actually my physique hasn't changed that much I'm not quite sure where the weight is but um um, but that's that's really good to measure it visually and then to, to remove yourself a bit from the weight itself because I think it's the well for me personally it's the body shape that's so much more important and what if I now focus on the next steps of course I have a magic number in my head but there's things like I want to have a flat stomach you know um, or um, my thighs if they could be shaped a bit differently it's it's a different mindset now um, um, yeah, and it really helps to measure. I think that would be my biggest advice for anybody, even if you just do it secretly and you don't share it with anybody, um, because your mind will trick you thinking that you're not doing well enough or as good as other people. Um, and even with the weight loss, if you then divide it by the number of weeks I've been on the program, actually, it's not that bad in terms of average weight loss over time. 
Um, well, it's about... really good, I think. Like, <laughs> but I think we obsess so much on weight that, especially a lot of diets, right, teach you to obsess about weight and a lot of extreme diets. So you said, like on Noom, you felt like you're starving. A lot of slimming clubs, they don't include exercise. You might do it yourself. Yeah. They don't include strength training and they starve you and you tend to lose a lot of muscle. And so a lot of what you're seeing on the scales, you think this is great. I've lost half a stone, but you've lost half a stone of muscle, which will just make you feel weaker and more flat. Mm. So I think, like you said, it's it's better to look at the whole picture, which is what we do, right? Every month we look at measurements, photos. If people want to send in photos, no one does, but definitely measurements and weight. Because like you found, the measurements might change even if the weight doesn't. Or your weight might go up a tiny bit, but your measurements haven't changed. Yeah. So it can be water retention. It can be, you know, you've eaten a few more carbs on holiday or a bit more salt, so you hold more water weight and carb weight. But none of that's body fat. So none of it's the wobbly stuff that doesn't make us feel as good. So... I think it's that's a great point and then the other thing I wanted to come on to was like your motivation and because Dave's talked to me about this as well so you're obviously working with Dave and you're working on your motivation now like your deeper drive mm. rather than, I think most people start off with the motivation to look a certain way right so you've got an event coming up or holiday and you want to look good and that's fine but over time like you're working on the longer term picture now aren't you so what tell, tell us a bit more about that and I think you're using your daughter right as a source of like focusing on her as your drive which is a great a great drive I think so tell us a bit more about what you're learning with that well I'm learning that um yeah it's really if you try to bring it down to more the um um yeah the high level things like I don't know I need to I need to make it to I don't know to to, to this this weight uh, it can get very frustrating um because then you're obsessing about this one number um, I'm still working with Dave to crack what are the sort of the deeper, deeper drives um, that that are really that I can that are not negative that I want to avoid yeah. being ex- more more positive. Um, but if I, I think what comes to mind is I'm not sure if this was shared in the, the WhatsApp group, but there is a lady in her 70s, Joan on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, she's so she's doing strength training, and she she I mean she looks fantastic for her age. But I think it's not even that; it's the um, um, it's the agility that comes with it, so that your body doesn't forget to learn. And with every exercise, you have to be focused, and you have to. Yeah, yeah, your mind doesn't stand still and your body just does something. And I think it's this kind of like not stopping to believe in yourself. And in a way, I'm not sure if that's a drive, but I'm not accepting that age is something that just happens to you, um, but that you can shape as, as much as it's possible uh, with our genes and everything. But then we can shape the outcome to a certain degree. I think that's probably my... Uh, my inner drive that I think okay I just don't want to be sitting back on the sofa and let's just let it just happen to me and I think strength training for me as well like and for a lot of members fight it makes you feel mentally strong as well as physically strong mm. knowing you can be strong I think so much is just focused on being skinny and stuff like that which isn't actually that mentally empowering whereas if you focus on being strong and you know you can pick your daughter up if you had to yeah that gives you a sense of confidence, I think, like inner confidence, maybe. I don't know. Have you found your confidence has changed over the last year or so? It's funny that you say this. I think yes and no. So actually, I find it quite, you know, I work in a manufacturing environment. Mm-hmm. I find it almost weird that people look at me now because I've been working from home for such a long time and now I've changed as well. Um, so in that sense, maybe even feel a bit exposed. But um, yeah. 
Um, but when, if I think about my my friends, my partner, definitely more confident, you know, to 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 not worry what I what I wear, what I look like, um, you know, having yeah, not not carrying yourself up. Um, and in terms of other levels of confidence, like more mentally, I'm not sure if it's confidence, but what I've learned from the strength training, but also what you teach around mindset. Um, I mean, from the strength training, I, I, I learned um, that you need to have breaks <laughs> to recover. Yeah. So, um, um, so I'm trying to apply that to work as well and not to feel bad about this because I just tend to push through whatever comes um, um, in terms of mindset. I'm much more in tune now with meditation and trying to give my mind a break um, so that I avoid becoming too stressed or too emotional about something, which then will lead to overeating again. Um, that's work in progress because it depends a bit on, on stress levels at work, but there's, I've seen a, a definitely um, a change, which I wouldn't have done, which I wouldn't have seen without the program. And I think the other thing is around being kind to yourselves. I think what I like about the program, what you and, um, and, and Dave, you know, constantly feeds back is like, well, not all is lost. Um, you know, you just pick up again, um, um, you know, one day at a time, progress over perfection. And you can apply this to other areas as well. And it really showed me or it opened my eyes how I talked to my daughter about learning things and how, um, how like positive I am with her and how I'm sort of bringing up her motivation to not give up. But then when it comes to me, I'm like almost like battering myself, like, well, why didn't you do this? And then constantly looking back and going down a you know a downward spiral and I think that's really great that it comes from people like you and um, and the coaches who obviously look like they're achieving <laughs> you're, you're living the program yeah, um, yeah. and to know that you are human because you share personal examples as well or Dave shares personal examples with me and to know that this is not something that only a certain group of the population can aspire to that it is a decision every single day or at every meal or every hour of the day that these are my priorities and I put these priorities into, into practice. And I think, again, there's loads that you said that are so valuable for people to, to listen to. So I hope people are getting lots from this. I'm sure they will. But you mentioned having, I think we could be like, if you're a high achieving person, which obviously you are and loads of the members of the program are, they, you know, you're always pushing yourself to, to achieve more. And sometimes we get into that negative spiral, like you said, of feeling like it's never enough. We always need to do more at work or in anything else. But it can just end up being this really negative thing where you beat yourself up all the time because you're never achieving mm. this possible standard, which I think could lead people to give up with their diet too. Having a coach then, I want to talk about that a little bit because you've obviously mentioned talking today about these things. Like That's obviously one key thing that's helped you to, to achieve, achieve these results and maintain them through lots of different stressful times. How about you talk a little bit about those challenges you face and then how the different elements of the program have helped you get through that, whether it's the coach, whether it's community, mm. something yeah. of mindset. So what kind of challenges have you faced more recently, I suppose? Yes, I think the, the key challenges I faced um, this year was that I, um, I had a wisdom teeth operation, which went really bad. Oh, <laughs> so I was knocked out for about, well, exercise wise, I was knocked out, I think for two or three weeks and in lots of pain. Um, and then shortly afterwards I caught COVID. Um, and, um, continuing to check in with Dave every week to say, look, this is where I am, 
thinking about do I push through or do I make a conscious decision that recovering is is the priority right now and have a sounding board to say yeah. well this is my plan do you agree I mean you know to sort of make it not a contract but knowing you know it's not just me and my psyche telling me excusing myself from doing things but actually somebody saying no that that is absolutely the right thing right now and don't worry about it we'll, we'll pick up and, and if you these are some other levers that you can pull if you feel like it but you know there's focus on on getting better soon and then afterwards um the the at the moment the last six eight weeks have been extremely stressful at work so i've been sharing that with him um, with all the the caveats that come with that and then um for us to then sort of work through so where do we really focus on um and also having and, and as i said i'll do the workouts religiously for me that's like a, a non-negotiable but yeah. where I can, and the meditation has crept up now as well. So I do this regularly every day as well, at least once, because um, I just need it to, to keep sane. Yeah. Um, but where there's still the, the nutrition side, I think that's still a challenge. I think we're working through that right now to sort of think, okay, so how can I um, stay within my, my calorie budget without feeling I'm um, constraining myself too much? Um, because with the uh, the very high stress levels, I feel like I just want to let go yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. And um, so what, as you said, what are the inner drives that I can start tapping into to not feel like I need an excuse to, to just eat or, or have a drink um, and make this maybe a more conscious choice? Um, I think that's a great point. And I think, not to get too far into coaching here, but having, you said like, you know, you want to let go. I think loads of people I speak to have really stressful jobs like yourself. And it's really difficult because food and drink is such an easy thing to turn to that will make you feel temporary better, right? Like within five minutes, you can eat or drink something and get a result. So having something else to do, so having the inner drive and then also having something else to do is another thing I definitely recommend of like, how else can I get the stress out? And mm. are you already doing that is by, um by doing the workouts so that's supposed to be one of the number one things now for research that helps to dissipate that stress it's not the only thing you need as you find when it's really stressful you need some other stuff as well but doing the meditation you've got that stress out you're doing the workouts you, you're, you're using that as well to process the stress if you if you were to like rewind two years ago i know we've already done that before but just to go back again like how do you think you would have dealt with the period of work you're going through right now if it was a couple of years ago um oh gosh I mean lots of like um slouching back on the couch when I finally um probably same amount of hours I'm, I haven't quite gotten better to just restrict it to a healthy amount of hours when it gets really busy um but then two years ago I would have been you know we used the evenings and the the, the weekends to treat myself um where that would be I don't know some chocolate not thinking about the food that I put in to me so I mean I'm always quite what I would think about, I was a healthy eater, but not portion wise. I think uh, particularly during lockdown and, and homeschooling, if I now look back at how I was eating and huge plates of pasta, maybe even a second helping because you're just eating fast. And I don't know, it's just not that conscious enough and, and therefore not feeling anymore when you're full or just yeah. snacking, sitting on the sofa because I don't know, your partner has opened some peanuts and before you know it, you know, the bag is gone or, you know, the glass of wine becomes two or three, whereas now 
um, you know, it's something as a treat for the weekend. Um, and even then it's much more conscious, you know, maybe a glass of wine in the pub and not a bottle at home. Um, Cause as you and I discovered, uh, you know, the bottle gets opened. <laughs> if nobody else drinks it, you have almost an urge to not let, good, <laughs> let the wine go to waste. So um, yeah, so definitely from that aspect, really different. Um, and I wouldn't have done any exercise. You know, that would have been the first thing, even if I had done exercise, it would have been the first thing that goes to say, no, I do need to sleep a bit more. Um, whereas now it's more because I'm doing the exercise first thing in the morning. It's like, no, you, you will get up. And if you're too tired to continue working, then you stop working. <laughs> so That's it's a bit of a flip in terms yeah. of um, priorities. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a really interesting flip as well, because like, as you said, just two years ago, that would be the first thing that goes. And I think it's really tempting, especially if you're doing stuff on your own, it's really easy to just go, ah, yeah, there's no consequences. Like we, we, we all like to think we, we're really committed, but when we get challenged, I think the first thing we do is break our promises to ourselves. So if you have someone else, we don't generally like to let other people down or fail in front of other people, do we? Like, I definitely don't. So like, it's the same reason I have a coach. Like I was at the gym this morning, I was going in, I dropped a plate on my foot, foot earlier in the week. So I've got like a purple toe and I was like, I think I'm not going to do it. And then the coach was like, no, try it out anyway. And I, I did the workout and he was like, oh no, you'll be fine. And I was actually fine. And I, I was already talking myself out of doing it. Yeah. You know, I, but I was like, I'll just show up. And just having that person there, like you said, to bounce stuff off, even if you think you know what you should be doing. I've got 10 years experience coaching other people and more training and I still question myself and still talk myself out of stuff on my own. So I think it's really valuable to share that, that you have shared of it's much easier if you have someone else to share stuff with, yeah. get their opinion on it. And they may say, actually, you should back off. Like that's the good coach will tell you to back off and, and slow down a bit when you need to. And then they'll tell you to push yourself a little bit more. And it sounds like you've done a really good job of sharing that with Dave. So obviously that's great and keep doing that and then the other thing I take from what you said is having that meditation well it's one of the tools we do right and like we're sort of we're actually going to move it to the second phase of the program but it's it's one of the mindset tools we introduce that I think a lot of people don't quite understand how it fits into getting losing weight right at first I don't know if you found that but it's it's partly about being more mindful and then the other part of it is about um reducing your internal stress levels because we've done podcasts on it. If your stress levels are too high, it's very hard to, to see good progress and to lose weight. So what were your thoughts around the kind of mindset part of the program when you first started? Did you, did you initially think, oh, I, I, this is great, I want to do it? Or were you like, I'm not sure what this is about? You could be totally honest. Uh, well, basically at the beginning, I was like, well, probably not going to work. How can I get another five, 10 minutes out of my day? <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, I, I was skeptical, to be honest. Um, whereas now, um, um, I do, I've actually started a challenge, um, on, on insight timer, one of the apps that you've recommended. Yeah. I do at least 20 minute meditation each day and I've never thought this would be possible. And what I've discovered is that it really helps me uh, to sleep. So one of the, um, the, one of the key challenges in the first phase was, um, um, my anxiety levels or stress levels were impacting my sleep. I really didn't sleep well. Um, it's still not completely sorted, but meditation has th those initial uh, bursts of in in meditation made me see the benefit of it. Um, and if you sleep better, then the rest of the day goes better, evidently. 
um, and that has really helped me to, to embrace it a bit more. Um, and then also to do it gradually more and more and for longer, um, um, which I think I wouldn't have, well, I definitely wouldn't have done. So I, I thought it was a luxury, whereas now it's become a, a necessity. <laughs> Yeah, I think we often um, see it backwards, don't we? We think, I don't have time to do that. The, the cliche phrase, if you think you don't have time to meditate, you need to meditate. But I don't. I think that then also sounds a bit, it's a bit smarmy. But I think, as you said, if you start really small, like two minutes or five minutes, yeah. feel a little bit of a benefit. And then if you do longer, then you get even more out of it. And what's, what's it enabled you to do differently? Like what, obviously you said it's helped change the eating. Does it, has it affected things like work as well and, it, and family life? Uh, so for me, mainly sleep. Um, so I'm, I'm using it to really wind down. So it's normally the last thing I do before I go to sleep. And yeah. sometimes when work is really mad, I will do, particularly when I'm working from home, I may have a, a short boost before I, uh, before I have an important meeting just to calm myself down. Um, yeah. I'm not so good at really understanding how it impacts my eating, to be honest, but it, it made us indirectly by just slowing everything a little bit down um but for me mainly sleep and um and and and, and general stress levels and sleep it's interesting because sleep sleep does affect eating as you were saying like obviously everything goes better and if you don't sleep well you disrupt your sleep your, your hunger hormones so leptin and ghrelin um, there's a lot of research done on this now that people for example if they're given like a buffet people who slept five hours versus eight hours would eat 300 calories more in a sitting where nothing else has changed, just less sleep. So even though you can't, yeah, you don't necessarily feel how it's affecting it, I expect it's probably impacting your eating, mm. I think, just by improving your sleep so that you, yeah. your hunger hormones are in a better place, you're probably mentally in a better place as well. So I love, I love to hear like all the results you've achieved and how you've embraced everything. The last question I've got for you is like, what would you say to someone who's kind of on the fence? They're thinking about joining or doing something like this, but they're not you know, they're a bit skeptical, maybe like you were, they thought maybe this is just part of aging. What would you say to someone in that position? I think if you commit to it, I think but if, if you trust the program, I would say, if you trust the program and you go with it and you have to sometimes just say, okay, I'll just, I'll just do it. <laughs> I'll order those kettlebells or fair enough. I'll do the first weeks of um, what, what you do with us to reset our nutrition. Um, fair enough. I, I, I start counting calories I mean I was really skeptical about that I was thinking oh where is this going mm, not <laughs> really be like anxious as well I'm gonna be starving and you know I'm not a calorie counting person if you trust the program you you will re, you will see results and I think it is the, the well definitely the support from um, from the coach um, but then also in the the, the the every week when when you get the the onboarding videos for the next week um um, which which will guide you there, and then use your coach as your sounding board, and then you've um, you've started having a WhatsApp group with with members where we can exchange um, ups and downs and commitments to each other, uh, and that has been really eye opening as well. So I don't think you get this anywhere else where you can where you don't feel alone, where you're yes. actually thinking, oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> this is quite this is really um you do feel part of a community but a community that's progressing and not a community that's sort of you know in a downward spiral of like oh my god this is never it's it's a positive environment and i feel the openness of you um and and the coaches about your personal 
I wouldn't say challenges, but you know, you put things into perspective. You say, for me, like like you said, you know, you you, you may still struggle sometimes to go to the gym yourself. You know, that 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 humanizes the whole approach because we can sometimes look at people like you and, and Dave and think like, oh, that's super easy for them. They were just born that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that that that's this. I haven't seen this anywhere else because even during Weight Watchers and particularly during Noom, everything seems to be like, just do it this way and then things will be fine and you just have to be more disciplined. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, yeah, I, I would say it's definitely worth giving it a, a go and then to trust it and then just follow it for, the, for at least um, the first 12 weeks. And then, you know, everybody decides for themselves if, um, if they've seen results um, and not just from a weight perspective, but mentally and, uh, and shape-wise as well. Brilliant advice. Yeah, it's about the bigger picture. But as you said, you know, if you give it a go for 12 weeks, you don't want to continue. That's great. But loads of people like yourself have obviously then gone on to make bigger transformations in all aspects of your life. So, Anya, I know you're very busy. I know you've got lots on. So I'm going to let you get going. But I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and being so honest and open about it as well. No, thank you very much. Awesome. So keep up the brilliant work. Like I'm 100% confident you're going to continue and achieve all those goals you want to achieve. You're working through them with Dave and you don't give up. So thank you again. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.